the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing an awesome message with you that's entitled, Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Something God wants every one of us born-again believers to do, including me and you. All of us who are born again have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God Almighty. But unfortunately, not many of us have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with Him like God wants it to be. The good news is that there are things that can be done by each and every one of us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There are pathways that the Bible tells us that each of us can follow that'll get us to the place where we have the close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us. So, let's learn about some of the pathways that'll help us get there, that is, in a more intimate relationship with Him. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's about pathways to increase intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Before actually doing the will of God for his life, Jesus prayed prayers of supplication, prayers and supplication to God. I said before actually doing the will of God for his life, Jesus prayed prayer and supplication unto God. And included in these prayers was the prayer of consecration was the prayer of consecration. Isn't it interesting that it wasn't until after praying the prayers of of supplication that he did the will of God. Isn't it interesting? It wasn't until after he prayed the prayer of consecration that Jesus committed to do the will of God regardless to his own desires, regardless to his own flesh, regardless to his own soul being troubled, regardless to all that, he still moved forward into what God had in store for him. And as a result of us, all of us are saved. Aren't we glad he did what he did? But God told you to be imitators of him because there are some people that's waiting on you too, just like we were waiting on him. And he did what he was told to do, but what precursed his doing it was prayer included a prayer of of supplication and prayer of consecration. The word consecration means the solemn dedication of a special purpose or service, usually religious. It is a solemn dedication to a special purpose or service, usually religious. I like that. It is a solemn. This ain't no joke, baby. This is a solemn dedication to a special purpose. You ain't just going to do something. You about to step into a special purpose. 
One that was purposed before the foundations of the earth. One that was purposed before there was a world at twirl. Before there was a man, boy, woman, or girl anywhere walking on this dirt that we call earth. That God had a purpose for you. And you're about to step into a special purpose. Good God Almighty. To do what it is that God said do. I could see you holding up if it wasn't about nothing. I could see you slowing up if it wasn't about nothing. But you're about to step into something special. I said special. And you want to stay in what's ordinary? You want to stay in what's subpar? When God wants you to go far? When God's got something special waiting on you? A door of special right before you? And you're hesitating, procrastinating, contemplating, pontificating. When God said, come, come. When God said, come, now. He didn't say, figure out how. He said, come, now. When he told a man like that to walk on water, he didn't give him no course in how to walk on water He said, come now. Special things he will do. Who will do what I said do. The word consecration also means dedication or setting apart of anything to service and worship of God. It's the dedication and setting apart of anything to service and worship of God. But we're about to dedicate ourselves. Our lives to do what God said do. My God, this is good. Consecrate is what they did, what he did. And consecrate is what God wants you to do. The word consecrate means to make or declare sacred or holy. Sanctify. To make or declare sacred or holy. To sanctify. Set it apart for the master's use. See, there's times of your life where God wants to set you apart to do something. Where things are set apart to be able to do, for there to be done something. Ain't nothing else supposed to be done with it. Because anything that is used as was set apart, if it's used for any other purpose, is now defiled. Let me get this right. You got a chance to be able to step into something that's going to cause the world to smile, but you'd rather stay in that which will cause, de- cause defile? Oh, no. See, no. We're supposed to be willing to step into what God said had in store for him to do. Just like Jesus did when his his time came to. Word consecrate also means to dedicate one's life, time, etc., etc., to a specific purpose. To dedicate one's life, one's time, etc., etc., to a specific purpose. To dedicate one's life. God said, there's a reason why I kept you alive. Amen. Some of you were supposed to be dead a long time ago. There's a reason why I kept you sane. Because many of you were supposed to be crazy a long time ago. There's a reason why I kept you around. Because you were supposed to be gone a long time ago. What was it for? Such a time as this. That's why he delivered you from Satan's fist. So that you can do what it is he wants you to do. And dedicate your life and your time to a specific purpose. See, when we consecrate something, we're setting it apart for God's use. 
Therefore, when we pray a prayer of, of, of consecration, we're committing ourselves to do the will of God for our lives. We're committing ourselves to do the will of God for our lives. I said we're committing ourselves to do the will of God for our lives. Nobody can commit you but you. Nobody can commit you to the will of God but you. You're the only one. It's like he said in 1 Peter chapter 5, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, because nobody can humble you. Who can separate you from the love of Christ? Nobody can separate you. That's your decision. Hollow it yourself out for what I have for thee. Set yourself apart to help me set others free. Nobody can do that for you but you. So be looking at your spouse and see if they can cooperate in your house. This you he talking to. Look at all your friends and see if they hear it too. This is you he's talking to. Does anybody hear me up in here? Therefore, when we pray the prayer of consecration, we're committing ourselves to do the will of God for our lives. We're committing our whole lives, that is, our whole being, to do the will of God for our lives. See, the prayer of consecration is a prayer where we consecrate ourselves to do the will of God for our lives. We pray and say that which is necessary to be able to cause God to be able to understand that we want him, uh, want to do the will of God for our lives. This consecration to do the will of God for our lives is regardless of our personal feelings or desires. It's regardless to our personal feelings or desires. There may be some some other things that we may personally want to do. Other desires that may exist within me and you. But the prayer of consecration rids you of that so that you can be ready to do that, which God has in store for you. Oh, there's going to be some praying going on in the house. The prayer of consecration is a prayer where we say to the Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Not my timing, but your timing is when I'm going to run. Not at my pace, but your pace is what I'm going to move. Yes, it is. Jesus prayed the prayer of consecration in the Garden of Gethsemane just before he went to the cross. Just before he took his place, appointed place on the cross, he prayed the prayer of consecration. That's because prayers of consecration precede the performance of the will of God in a person's life. The prayer of consecration precedes the the performance of the will of God in a person's life. That's one of the reasons why there's so little performance of the will of God in people's lives. Because so few people pray prayers of consecration. Matthew chapter 26, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's inviting us to draw near to him. Here's one of the prayers he wants to hear. A prayer of consecration. A prayer of concentration. Matthew chapter 26, we'll begin to read at verse 36. We read. It says, then comes Jesus unto them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, 
My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. That word watch right there is talking about stay awake and alert. Stay awake and alert. That was a word that was used for prayer, too. But when they said watch, he meant pray. You know, I'm talking about keep your eyes open. You know, I want you to open up your eyes to the will of God. And he went a little further, farther, and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. He prayed. Daddy, if there's any way that this thing could pass from me, come on, Daddy, let it pass. But nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want. And he cometh unto the disciples, got back up and went back to the disciples, and find them asleep. And said unto Peter, what? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Told you how long he prayed. Minimum of one hour. Showed you how long he prayed, minimum of one hour. Because that's why he came back and said, couldn't you pray an hour? That's how long he stayed before his faith. That's why I keep telling you, this thing right here ain't no little popcorn prayer. This ain't the one you do over your food. This ain't the one that you do you know, at a street light. This one where you get on your face. It's where you set yourself apart. Even though he went into Gethsemane with a lot of people, he set himself apart from them. You might even come to prayer with other people, but they be over there, you be over here, and y'all about to get real. So he told them, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. Because Why is that? Because the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He was telling them what the problem was going to be. The flesh. Because the flesh is what's going to stand up and try to talk to you and tell you to do something other than what God said to do. It's the flesh that's going to be able to talk to you and be able to tell you what to do. The question is, is how much power is your flesh going to have? And how much power is your spirit going to have? Prayer is a place where you tap into the power source in order to be able to receive the power necessary to succumb the flesh, subdue the flesh, shut down the flesh, tell the flesh, shut up. So you can go ahead and move forward into what God has in store for you. But if you ain't tapped into the power source, then the flesh will have the power to step up and tell you what to do. Or torture you when you're trying to do what God said do. So, 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 he went away again a second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if then this cup may, be, may, may, may not pass away from me, except I drink it, then thy will be done. Brought it from another angle. If, it, if, if, this can't, if this thing can't be over until I do part of what, and do what you want me to do, then I'll go ahead and do it. That will be done. And he came back to the disciples again and found them asleep again. For their eyes was heavy, you know. And he left them. He just like, man. And he went on back in. And went away again and prayed the third time. How many times? third time saying the same words then cometh he to his disciples and said unto them sleep on now and take your rest behold the hour is at hand and the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners rise let us be going I like that ebonics let us be going behold he is at hand that doth betray me or another way of phrasing it time is on us now 
But God invited them to prayer before the time showed up so they can have what's necessary before it showed up. Now, Jesus prayed. Jesus aligned himself with the, with the will of God. That's why when they, them, 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 them soldiers stepped into, the, in, into force to be able to talk to Jesus and said, Art thou Jesus of Nazareth? And he said, I am. And then knocked all of them down. These trained soldiers got knocked down by the power of God that just came out of his mouth. Glory to God. Why? Because he was reeked with power. But Pete and the boys wasn't quite the same. Most of them scattered, took off running, turned tail and ran. Pete picked up a sword, swinging at somebody. Praise God. And even missed that. Cut off my man's ear. Praise God. Golly gosh. You know. Operating in the flesh. Because they didn't have the power of the spirit to override their flesh. But Jesus did. But Jesus did. Why? Because he prayed and they didn't. See, knowing that the time was coming to fulfill the will of God for his life, Jesus set himself apart to pray and invited his main disciples to do the same thing too. He set himself apart to pray and he invited his disciples to do the same thing too. Well, just like his time was coming, he knew theirs was coming too. So because of that, he invited them to come and do the same thing he would do. And just like their time was coming, yours is coming too. That's why God's inviting you to pray. Because he wants you to be able to respond properly when that time comes upon you. Now, if Jesus needed to consecrate himself in prayer to do the will of God for his life, how much more do we need to consecrate ourselves to do the will of God for our lives? If Jesus went in there and prayed hour after hour after hour, you mean we can't pray one hour? 30 minutes? 15 minutes? Within the day that he gave you, with the breath that he gave you, on the knees that he gave you, or even on the rotisserie that he gave you. So whether you sitting or kneeling, your mouth can still be revealing the will of God. And why is that? Because there's something that's coming your way. I bet you if you could put a pause button on, on, on that in the middle of the hubbub when all this was going on, praise God, and then ask the disciples again, would you like to go back in time and pray this time? I bet you they say, rewind this tape, baby. And or whatever they said, praise God. I bet you they got up in there and prayed. You're not going to be able to rewind yours. Because when the hour comes, it comes. When the time is at hand, it's at hand. The question is, is did you hear what he said before it showed up? Because God always talks to you before it shows up. God always invites you before it goes down. God always gives instructions and tells you what to do. It's later on when we don't do it that we look like a clown. And then we go to some no revelation preacher say, God was taking you through all this. Devil is a liar. God tried to get you to avoid all that, but we wouldn't listen to what he said when he told us what to do. Like, draw near to me so I could draw nigh to you. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he was a prolific preacher who was called by many back in that day over in Britain. Praise God, he was called the prince of the preachers, and he's still called that today. He's also the author of many Christian books on prayer. He once said this, where God leads you to pray, he means you to receive. When God, where God leads you to pray, he means you to receive. 
which means wherever God leads us into prayer, there is something that he intends to give us, something he intends to equip us with, something he wants to, wants to provide us with, something that he knows is imperative for our progress, vital for our victory, and essential for our ability to accomplish something that's coming real soon. So God invites you and say, come on in so that you don't make the wrong decisions, so that you be equipped with what you need to be equipped with because I already know what's coming your way. That's why I tell you, pray. See, God leads us to prayer to receive the power to handle the future that awaits us and or is soon approaching us. He invites us to prayer to handle, to get the power to handle the future that he has for us, that is awaiting us and that's soon approaching us. There was another theologian by the name of Stock, S-T-O-C-K. He once said, prayer is a means of adding power to the strength that we already possess. Sometimes we know what is right, but we lack the power to do it. Prayer is the means of adding power to the strength that we already possess. See, we were powerful enough to be told by God to do something else. We were powerful enough to be able to be invited by God to do the next thing that he has in store for us to do. But God says the power that you have isn't the power that you need to do what I'm about to take you to. So I'm inviting you to prayer so I can give you the power to add to the strength that you already have so that you can be equipped and ready to do everything I got for you to do. So that when you get ready to step into it, it won't be about nothing. When you step into it, it won't be about nothing. Why? Because you did what I told you to do. But if you didn't do what I tell you to do, it's going to be so hard on you. That school's going to be so hard. Tell me some more non-prayer. That thing that God got for me is so hard. Tell me some more non-prayer. Because if you were prayer, you'd be connected to the power source and you'd be able to easily say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Because God would add the power to the strength to be able to bring you through into the thing that God has in store for you. See, Jesus set himself apart to pray, the prayer of consecration, and invited his main disciples to pray it also so that they would receive the power necessary to not enter into temptation. Remember, he said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The reason why I need you to pray is so that you do not enter into temptation. Because if you don't pray, you will enter into temptation. Person might ask, what temptation? I got two answers for you. Answer number one, the temptation to not do the will of God for your life. Because it's a temptation to not do the will of God for your life. Because Satan's going to tempt you to not do it. He's going to put it in another way, just postpone it. Let's just delay it. It's probably just not this time. Amen. Amen. They will be tempted later to run away from the will of God for their lives. They will be tempted later to deny the very existence of Jesus and their relationship with him. Remember, Peter was tempted to even deny the very existence of God later on down the line. Just like some of us try to act like God don't exist when we already know what he's telling us to do. But all of a sudden, we get selective amnesia about God and what his purpose for me and you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope you're seeing what the Word of God says about the increased intimacy that God wants us to have with Him in our lives. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of having the increased intimacy with God like He wants with me and you. Because if you do, then you'll do what you need to do to follow the pathways to increase intimacy that God's Word lays out for me and you. 
so that God can get what he wants. That is, increase intimacy with me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you, it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, ladies, if your New Year's resolution was to draw closer to God, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritual too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, the IP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers of Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple of sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 